Hello, hello, hello. It is the one and only Trina Nicole, your fly girl with fibro. And we are back finally. Happy New Year. It's 2020. I know I've been MIA and on a little bit of a hiatus, but I am definitely going to get into that. Um, so welcome back. I hope that everyone is doing well. And thank you so much for joining me back for the fly girl with fibro podcast. I'm super excited to be back and continue on our self-care self-love journey that we have that we started in 2019 so as I said happy new year it is 2020 and if you know me then you know that I'm into like numbers and numerology so if you add two plus zero plus two plus zero it is four we are in the year of four and four is the year of discipline it is the year of diligence it is the year of growth. And on that note, I want you to think about, have you outgrown certain situations, certain jobs, certain people, certain places, certain things? What does growth look like for you? For me, it is time. It's overdue past time to move on from things that have hurt and hindered me. And as you probably noticed, like I alluded to before, like I've been on a little bit of a hiatus at the end of 2019, but it was all in good reason. So 2019 was definitely a roller coaster for me. It was a year of losing myself, but to find myself again. So have you ever felt lost? So I know I'm not the only one that, you know, felt like that. But I had to realize that sis, like, I'm not lost. You're not lost. We are in transition. We're trying to find our way through this maze of life. And it definitely isn't easy to do when you deal with any type of invisible illnesses, mental health, mental illnesses, depression, fibromyalgia, all of those things. So that just adds another layer into the already ongoing journey maze, this thing called life, right? So last year, so we know that I launched everything Fly Girl. Uh, everything was popping. Like I, it was doing its thing, right? I was released the book, the podcast, the blog. I'm doing all these interviews and, um, on panel discussions and throwing events. We did the summer of self care. It was just like on and popping. I'm like, all right, girl, training the car, doing her thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing all these things and it was fun. It was overwhelming. It was exciting. But in me finding my voice, I was slowly losing myself. Right. So I always talk about, saying no no is a complete sentence but i was saying yes 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 to doing all of these different things all in the name of building and promoting my brand which you know i gotta do like i believe in what i'm doing i believe in my brand so i'm saying yes to doing all these things i'm spreading myself thin i'm not listening to my body's messages my body's signals saying like girl you need to slow down but also in all of the everything fly girl things that were going on in my personal life were also kind of like in disarray so it was I had to just like pump the brakes and be okay with 
you know what? I need to step away from this for a little while because Trina needs to get it together. Right. Like you always hear me talk about, you know, I'm a mom of three boys. So we got all these activities, everything going on with everything that they're trying to do and they're trying to accomplish. And I want to be a good mom and be there and support. But I'm trying to build this brand. And then on top of that, I was working a full time and part time job. Plus, I got my side hustle. So it's like it's too much. It's too much. So, like I said, in me finding who I am in all of this, I was starting to feel like I was losing myself. So, you know, I'm an advocate for therapy. I talk about that. I go to therapy. I'm always going to encourage others to go to therapy. But even with therapy and writing and meditation, and I started going to yoga regularly, I felt that like I was in a good headspace. I was keeping my pain in check. I was, you know, more aware of the fibro and what would trigger a flare up, how to, you know, try to stay on top of that, staying in contact with my doctor, you know, slowing down when I needed to but then suddenly it was like I hit a wall like I hit a brick wall and it was just like I was running back on fumes and it's so crazy because in all of the networking and everything that I that I was doing and I was so visible when I started not being visible people were reaching out like hey girl are you okay we haven't seen you which is dope and I appreciate that and shout out to everybody that was checking on me because you know everybody don't always check on a strong friend or or check on a strong person so I definitely appreciate those people in my life and I'm always good at like yeah I'm okay I'm okay but I mean in reality it was like it was overwhelming it was just getting to be too too much not only everything fly girl things at work but then again things in my personal life so when I began this journey all I really wanted to do was bring others along with me so we can all learn how to heal, how we learn, how we can all learn to take better care of ourselves. What does engaging in better self-care look like? What does self-love look like? How are we learning to heal? But slowly but surely, my high functioning depression was slowly creeping back in. And as happy as I am in everything that I'm doing, and I'm proud of everything I'm doing, my spirit was sad. My spirit was heavy. And quite frankly, I was miserable. And it's always easier to, to pretend that we are okay when we aren't. And it's a little hypocritical. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to call myself out because how can I be out here telling all y'all to take care of yourselves and sis, it's okay to not be okay, but I'm not practicing what I preach, right? So I'm going to get into it. You know, I, I don't, uh, you know, I'll be trying to put all my business on the streets, but I feel like I have to be honest and transparent because I know that somebody else has gone through what I've gone through or maybe you're going through it right now. So if you've read my book, you know about the relationship with my kids, father and I, right? Uh, if you haven't read my book, I'm going to make a long story short. It's been uh, almost 18 years of my life. We have a 16-year-old, a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old. We met when we were 16 and 17 years old. We were babies having a baby. I had my first son when I was 18. Um, and honestly, it was more bad times than good. And this definitely isn't me like trying to put him on blast or, you know, put our business in the street. But at the end of the day, like I always got to speak my truth. And I, I can't be out here saying I'm being honest and transparent if I'm not going to do that. So, you know, it was a lot of bad times, more than good, I would say. Uh, we definitely had our moments. I definitely... Um, appreciate him for the lessons that I've learned. I, I accept that if his purpose in my life was to give me these beautiful, handsome, athletic, smart, just 
so well respected respectful boys like listen bro you served your purpose and i'm okay with that um but it was a long time of me fighting right fighting for me to see someone for someone to see my value and my worth when in reality i wasn't seeing that in myself it was me hanging on for the kids it was me thinking that he would finally show me the love that he said that he had for me um so i basically gave him another chance and if you read my book you already know you probably shaking your head like sis why like why would you do that i don't know i was trying to do the right thing because that's what i tend to do i was trying to do right by my kids i was trying to do right by you know giving my kids what i didn't have what neither one of us have which is a mom and a dad and a house and a family and you know i was just trying to i was trying to do the right thing but honestly the moment that i decided to do that i regretted it And the thing is, what I've learned is that you can't change anybody. So no amount of loving someone is going to make them change. No matter how good of a person you are, you will never be good enough for the wrong person. I'm going to say that again. No matter how good of a person you are, you will never be good enough for the wrong person. You will never be right enough for the wrong person, man or woman. That could go either way. But in my situation, you know... I hung on as long as I could, but you know, I'm always keeping 100. Like I was miserable. So perhaps me feeling like I was giving him that final chance, it was my final lesson that I needed to close that chapter in my life. And that's what I did. So over the last few months of my hiatus, that's what I was off working on, figuring out what our new normal looked like. What is it? What does co-parenting look like? Um, and just being okay with like everything isn't always a loss, but a lesson. And I learned that I was no willing, no longer willing to sacrifice myself my or my sanity for the sake of saying that we were a family. I could no longer sacrifice my happiness for the sake of my children. There is no way that I could be a good mother to them if I'm not happy. And I wasn't happy. And I know I talked about that on the previous episode. You know, moms, we tend to have that guilt. You know, we try to do right by our kids, and but in doing that, a lot of times we lose ourselves, and we're so busy trying to be good moms, and but you can't be a good mom to them if you're not happy. And I think my kids knew that I wasn't happy. Um, my five-year-old, actually, and, and it's so funny that, you know, like a five-year-old, how perceptive kids are, but after their dad moved out, I've been smiling more, my spirit is lighter. My five-year-old said to me, he said, mom, why are you why are you so happy now <laughs> why are you always smiling and that kind of hurt my heart because it's like wow did he not the five years of his life did he not see his mom like that like why is he noticing that so it, it does make a difference in kids they definitely are perceptive and you know they pick up on all those things so I say all this to say that sis your happiness is in your hands That's what I'm walking away with this. You can't seek it outside of yourself. And it is definitely not in the hands of someone else. It is your responsibility. I was not happy with him in my home or in my space or quite frankly, in my life. And it was all spilling over into everything that I was doing, saying my spirit was heavy. My spirit was sad. All of the arguing and screaming and fighting. I can only imagine the damage that I've probably done to those boys. And everybody, and when I say that, people are like, no, you know, kids are resilient and they'll be okay. But at at my core, it's like, wow, like what example were we setting for them? Hopefully is is still enough time to, you know, flip that around and, and get them to understand, you know, that that's not the way to operate. The way that they saw me and their dad operate is not 
Like that's, that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> uh, my 16 year old, we've definitely had that conversation because now him, you know, potentially getting a girlfriend and, you know, starting to grow and eventually having relationships. Like I wanted him to know, like, you know, that's not how you communicate. That's not how you treat a woman. That's not how you treat each other. So like basically everything you saw me and your dad do, don't do that. <laughs> it's basically the conversation that we had. But at the end of the day, like I knew that I wanted to, my kids needed, they deserve better. They didn't need to be in that type of environment. I didn't want them to grow up in that. So I had to do what I had to do. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you always got to do what you have to do. Do what's best for you and do what's best for your kids. Um, so what I was living in was something, but it wasn't love, right? It was comfortable. It was convenient. And when people even said to me, like, you guys need to just make it work. You have a beautiful family. You need to do it for the kids. I always kind of killed them with the response. So what you're asking me to do is settle. Mm -mm. We're not doing no more of that. We are in a new year, 2020. And what I'm here to tell you is what we're not going to do is continue to settle. We are no longer settling for half-ass shit in our lives. Half-ass love, half-ass friends, half-ass relationships. We are getting rid of those things that no longer serve us. We are getting rid of people and things sent to destroy our peace. The best piece of advice I can give you is to protect your peace. We are all, we are going to move on from the things that are no good for our mind, our body, and our spirit. True love and true self-care is removing that toxicity from our lives. I had to start telling people to get lost. So what does that look like for you? What does telling people to get lost look like for you? And is it really a loss or is it a lesson? If you are losing yourself in the madness, is it really worth it? It's a new year. It's time to leave the past in the past and move forward and walk into your greatest life. And you can tell people, places, things, jobs, situations, relationships. It's time to get lost. It's time to take that trash out. It's releasing any fear and doubt that you may have about doing so and just do that shit, right? It's building building yourself and building your courage and your strength to do so. It is finding the right support system to even help you to do that. So in 2020, we are not looking back. It is time to move forward. And here's the thing. You can still be grateful for the things that didn't work out, right? If we're going to live with an attitude of gratitude, we can still be grateful for those situations and people's and in, in lessons, whether they hurt or hinder us, we can still find great, be grateful in that lesson. Sometimes we don't even realize what we're being for, protected from when we're be or what we're being guided to when we're in the midst of that chaos and dysfunction. You have to believe that greater things are aligning for you. What does your alignment look like? And sometimes we won't get the closure we think we need. We may not get an explanation. We may not even get an apology. But moving forward and moving on means you have to be okay with that. If you said get lost to a toxic, negative, abusive, one-sided, dead-end, low vibrational relationship, friendship, job situation, I, I say to you, sis, congratulations. Yes, you've won. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us because it's time to leave those low vibrating ass people in situations alone and it is time to vibrate higher. So definitely 2019, I'm saying was the year of the lost ones because really, is it a loss or a lesson? And really, I mean, it's their loss, right? <laughs> 
So what I've also learned in this time is that dark times teach you a lot. You have to be thankful for that darkness because there will always be light and you can't regret what you've been through, but you can be thankful for the lessons that it taught you. So in me, you know, losing, feeling like I was losing myself in everything that I was doing, I'm here to say that 2020 is the year that Trina is going to find herself. And I hope that this is the year that you find yourself as well and doing more things that promote your self-care and your self-love, doing things that are good for your overall mind, body and spirit, uh, doing things that contribute to that. Jay said, time doesn't go back. It goes forward. You can't run from the pain. You got to go towards it. Sometimes some things can't be explained what cause it. Lost one, you let go to get one. Let one, you lose some to win some. Sorry, I'm a champion. You lost one. Say goodbye to the lost ones in your life. Ultimately, it's their loss and it's not yours. So I hope if anything that you take away from me kind of explaining my brief hiatus and, you know, what I was going through, I hope that you take away that it's okay to walk away from things in your life that are negative or no longer serve you that you've outgrown because the the reality is we all outgrow things, right? You can outgrow people, situations, relationships, job, and actually, actually interestingly enough, in my full-time corporate job in the same time all this was going on, I actually got a promotion because the job that I was in for three years, I'm like, okay, I've outgrown this, but it's always going to take for you to recognize that and be okay. Because sometimes we get stuck in that comfort and what we're used to, but you can't be comfortable being stagnant and definitely don't be comfortable being like mediocre. Like you always want to take it to the next level. So Yes, it was like hard and some dark times, but there were still good things happening at the same time. So you also have to be grateful for those things and the people and opportunities that you have come across. So I definitely want to leave on a positive note. I'm so happy that you all were able to join me and I'm looking forward to coming back full force. Consistency is my word for 2020. I promise that I'm going to get consistent with all things Fly Girl. Um, So definitely stay tuned. And I appreciate everyone that has uh, rocked with me from the beginning and continue to rock with me and follow my book, blog, podcast, everything. I am on social media at Fly Girl with Fibro and Fly Girl with Fibro.com. So because I'm so into affirmations, if you know me, we are definitely going to leave on a strong, positive note and affirmation. So I want you to repeat after me. I am not lost. I am found. I will be telling a different story this year. I am moving on from anything that no longer serves me. My story will be one of healing, love, happiness, success, and prosperity in abundance. I claim it and I receive it. Thank you so much for joining me for this new 2020 episode of Fly Girl with Fibro. It is the one and only Trina Nicole signing off. I will definitely see you next time. Have a good week.